2: Real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
4: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
5: From the center of the galaxy, I wish I was still sleeping, but happy to be with all of you here. Absolutely
0: thrilled. I'm Kat Napsok. This is Force Center, by the way. I'm Joseph Grimshaw, and we are coming directly to you from a state of deep exhaustion at <laughs> one side of our hotel room. Beautiful, great, wonderful mm. exhaustion. We've been having a great time at Star Wars Celebration, doing a lot of celebrating, getting to a lot of panels not getting to other panels because there's too much to do we had our stand up show last night uh, thank you everyone who who came out to that it was an absolutely wonderful time uh, and uh, But but I think we expended uh, some energy. I think in the, <laughs> the parlance of role-playing games, uh, we, we, uh, we've we lost several hit points. Uh, yeah, and as you're speaking, I'm yawning, but it's a good-earned yawn. It's a good-earned
5: <laughs> yawn. Ta- and this is what you want. We're here the recording on the final day of the convention, and we're going to actually, after this, do a final floor walk and all that kind of good stuff and, and start saying goodbye to people. And you put a tweet out today, Joseph, about bittersweet. It is always bittersweet. There's a little—when you check in, there's so much excitement, but you're always kind of like, oh, man, eventually I'll get home and we we'll We'll get back to life Being normal And then you kind of like I don't want that to happen I don't <laughs> right. want that to happen uh, So that's where we're at uh, But yes I want to say thanks to everyone who came out Last night too So many wonderful people To, to meet so many people From Discord uh, You know Mark Canoop We we keep joking with him. He did teach us how to say it right. Uh, We might have just been too drunk. Uh, Ilka, uh, Andrew McNabb, who we found out of Scottish, Greer, Tommy (laughs) Valentine, uh, Liam Lydia, Lydia. so many
0: wonderful people. Thanks for coming
5: on out. It meant a lot
0: to us. Yeah, absolutely. And we look forward to seeing more people maybe on the floor today. Um, That's that's a time travel uh, sort of comment (laughs) because uh, who knows when we'll actually get this episode loaded. Uh, Yes. yes. Yeah, we're going to try to keep this like the other episodes we've— done here uh, on the fly in the hotel room to uh, a, a about an hour or, or a little under. This one is perhaps uh, the roughest and readiest episode of Force Center we've mm. done mm. in quite some time because we, we knew we would be covering the Lucasfilm uh, panel. We knew mm. we'd be covering the Ahsoka panel and then we slotted Monday to record and whatever. <laughs> um, so the news that has rolled out, it's bits and pieces. Some of it uh, is uh, we went to the Obi-Wan panel, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Kathleen Kennedy has, has been uh, quoting up a storm. Lots of yeah. uh, articles that we're struggling to keep up with. Uh, we, we just watched uh, the streaming portion of the Bad Batch panel uh, in our hotel mm-hmm. rooms. So we'll just catch up on some of the news and uh, yeah. and uh, any mm-hmm. of the stuff that we, we glance over briefly. We will uh, talk about in more detail and with quotes in front of us because we, we don't have all that.
5: We don't have all that. I haven't even seen all the Kathleen Kennedy stuff. There's some great some great interviews out there. People are, are asking me, did you hear it? I'm like, I I, I, I can't. In fact, uh, you know, you at home, uh, CouchCon has its benefits. You probably get more <laughs> of these news stories. You probably have more details. Case in point. A lot of people here, not just Joseph, a lot of people in London think the lightsabers the, bad, the baddies have in Ahsoka are red. But people outside of, the, of London think they're orangey. We don't know. Everyone in that room, that panel, thinks they're red. So maybe we saw something different. We'll figure it out. But uh, it's actually kind of fun to be uh, loosey-goosey just diving in the news as we know it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the first bit of news that we know because we saw the tweets is Mm. uh, the High Republic publishing panel. Uh, Clearly, it it was well-attended. People loved the High Republic. And uh, I've talked to a couple of people who were there who said it was just such a thrill to feel the love, Mm. obviously, of the High Republic, but also uh, the sort of reciprocated, you've invested in the publishing. We want to make you feel like the publishing is, Mm. uh, it's not lesser than. It's a part of everything. So it sounds like they teed it up in a really great way. Uh, mm. to bring Leslie Headland out to show the people who came to the High Republic panel the mm-hmm. teaser trailer for Acolyte and then the mm. really special reveal that the High Republic character Vernesta Rowe is in the television show The Acolyte. Yeah. Uh, I think both you and I have uh, been on record as... Really liking Vanessa Rowe for me. She's she's right up there with Wreath uh, Silas, which is the mm-hmm. highest mm-hmm. high Republic compliment I can give. <laughs> uh, she's a great character. We're really getting to see her at the beginning of her journey, mm-hmm. timeline wise. Then we're going to get to sort of jump ahead and see her as yeah. a as a mature Jedi. So, yeah. what what are your reactions to all of that? To the revelation, to the character?
5: Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and uh, we uh, Rebecca Henderson, uh, Leslie's uh, partner, I believe. Uh, wife uh, playing that role, and and it made me think of uh, my my initial thought was silly. I was like, oh, that's a long lifespan. Uh, that's great, <laughs> good for her. Um, no, I'm excited about that. And and again, we weren't at this panel. And some of this is secondhand information, but I had this conversation in hotel lobby bar uh, with someone who was at the panel, and I was just talking about how I'm so excited for Acolyte, uh, and and but you know the reality is. Leslie didn't pitch that as a High Republic show. They, she came to them and they kind of said this. And the person on the panel goes, yeah, Leslie said she, ex- she exactly, this is exactly what happened, that she pitched the show. And they said, well, if you want to do in this era, this transition into the Phantom Menace uh, era, it's going to have to be in the High Republic. And, and Leslie embraced that fully. Uh, obviously reading the book, she like she said for Light and Life at the panel that we were at. Mm-hmm. And that that is just, uh, I love hearing that. I love hearing that there's... Um, Sometimes you said you don't want the publishing to feel less than, and there's been some incidents uh, you know and some changes uh, last couple of years that I, I totally understand it makes it feel fans of books like, well wait, wait a minute what is what are we investing in and and I think it's it's fair to adapt stories and change them and and, and add your own take as a creator uh, I'm just super excited that Leslie Headland once again fully understanding Star Wars, fully loving Star Wars, and ready to play in the sandbox, that sandbox everyone talks about. So mm-hmm. all, all around good
0: news. Yeah, absolutely good news. And if it was just uh, any character from the High Republic books, I would feel all those great things about the great yeah. news that interconnectivity, the publishing is not less than. Vernestra Rowe is extra fascinating to mm. me because her role so far in Phase 1 of the High Republic has been sort of a beacon of the power of youth. Mm -hmm. But being on the beginning of your journey, since she is naturally Mm -hmm. gifted and made Jedi Knight at a ridiculously young age, already has a Padawan. But -hmm. she's also wrestling with, I have this light whip, what does that mean Mm -hmm. about who I am? I'm sure that we will see a a full completion of her story when she's young in Phase 3 of the High Republic. But to then just see that one blurry snapshot that somebody took <laughs> <laughs> at the panel of her is an older Jedi, yeah. Star Wars has this great tradition of the cycles of life. Mm. And to mm. know that we start this character in publishing for Nestra Rowe as a, a, a beacon of youth, going to have her ups and downs, but who is she after she's lived through it all? Yeah. The, the fact that, you know, old Ben, old Luke... Uh, they are traditions of Star Wars, and I can't sure. wait to see old Vernestra Rowe, who's been <laughs> through it, and somebody who has now lived through like I started in yeah. the good old days, and and things ain't what they used to be. Like hmm. Ver, Vernestra Rowe in the Act Light is uh, older and yelling at clouds. She's right. <laughs> She's right to be yelling at clouds because bad changes are happening. You know, bad
5: things are going on. No, it's fascinating. And, when, and you know, I think when a lot of stuff came out early earlier. Um, about this being a High Republic show, I remember kind of even fighting him back against that, saying, like, look, I, I just don't think that's necessarily uh, what I'm expecting, the complete ending of that era. And I still don't expect that. Mm-hmm. But this is technically, its it's truly, I should say, Hey, I have a high Republic show with Vanessa Rose going to be there. It's, yeah, it's part of the end, and, and I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, and, and we'll see exactly how how large the role is. Can't wait to hear more. Yeah. should we move on to our next bit of news? Yeah, let's do it. I think I heard it. Okay, here <laughs> is everything that I know from seeing a tweet. Yes, Dave Filoni announced season two of Tales of the Jedi. When did he announce it? On what panel? Probably the Clone Wars. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. We normally pride ourselves on research. So we want to let you know, we don't know. <laughs> we that don't is know. the only thing we know. My number one news
5: source has been the Four Center Discord. Uh, <laughs> many people on CouchCon, many people here who are at some of these panels. So shout out to folks like uh, Tim Van Newland, who we finally met in person. And again, Mark and Ilka, Love those people. Uh, getting out of panels and posting their information in Discord. It's helped us <laughs> who have been here. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm tremendously excited about it. I think Tales of the Jedi have some of the best stuff uh, mm-hmm. that come out in the last couple of years, and, and some of my favorite uh, Dave work, to be honest. I'll be really honest about that.
0: Um, so, yeah, who it will be, I I can only wonder. Yeah, There's yeah, I, I think we'll have more fun speculating. I know the little bit I've had a, a, a chance to talk to other people about think people are really excited about can this show jump around in eras? Love that. that. it's not necessarily tales of the Jedi from the Clone Wars general era because that's the animation style. But mm-hmm. could it be High Republic? Could it be mm. a one-off? Um, how, how did you know Briaga? You know, uh, start his journey or whatever? Mm. Um, mm. Could it be a Wreath Silas studying session? But also <laughs> jumping forward. I, I, I think I'm now getting to the point where I'm saying this every other episode. Luke had a functioning Jedi <laughs> Go group, a uh, Jedi order. Uh, it, at least that's what the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, one comic book, one yeah. four issue comic book series, which is phenomenal. But the idea that that does exist and is a point on the timeline map that could be played with, yeah, um, that's really exciting to me. I, I think my speculation is that after seeing season one of Tales of the Jedi. Cleanup is not exactly the right word, what I'm looking for. But, like, it felt like once Filoni kind of had that Ahsoka idea and then, Mm -hmm. you know, the story he's told is, like, I kind of had this Ahsoka idea. Can we just do a little one-off? And uh, the answer coming back, of like, well, if you could make a little group of these. Um, And where I'm going with this is it feels like there are things that have been on the map of the story of this era in... In Dave's mind and in maybe in, from discussions with George, too, back in the day. And that, that first season of Tales of the Jedi was an opportunity to say, this has always been floating in my head. And, and I kind of yes. proceed as though these things are true. I'm going to show them to the audience. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. I I think
5: you and I in the past have discussed, you could go all around the map. And there's so many characters to explore. I, it's not that Dave wouldn't want it. He's clearly plugged into all that stuff, mm-hmm. especially with what he ha- is doing with Mando, even more than Ahsoka. You have to be aware of Cobb Vent came from this book, and, it's that, and he's very clearly aware. I, I, I think he likes Star Wars. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I think he, it's a chance to uh, to to explore and that where it's not just like oh cool I can finally show that uh, you know unproduced episode of the Kyber crystals that everyone talks about yeah. maybe but I don't think that's what he's trying to do I don't think he's he's trying to um, you know oh I can finally show you this scene it, it, it's let me explore an idea let me see things that weren't fully that uh, themes or, or lessons or things that I didn't get a chance to tell you or like you said are on his mind on a plane flight <laughs> back up to San Fran from, from Burbank. Like, I, I, and I, that actually excites me. So eventually one day I'd like this to be a series that goes on and maybe some other creators get in. It's not a shot at Dave. Just like, hey, who's got a thought on Ben, uh, ben Solo and Luke? Who's got that? Let's do three 15-minute shorts on that. That'd be great. But for right now it's him. I'm expecting it to be in the Clone Wars era. Yeah, or out of it or related yeah. to it.
0: Do you have any speculation on if it is in the Clone Wars era and, and it isn't? Here's a one-off with Kit Fisto, because Kit Fisto is awesome, but right. rather right. it is, what is some more of the, the pillars of this era mm-hmm. that we want to put down? Do you, do you feel like there are any particular Clone Wars era Jedi who kind of are, are not just fun and interesting, but are carrying a little bit of the weight of the story of the time? I would actually like to see a little more with
5: Yoda. The stuff with the uh, season six of Yoda is is, is, is amazing, right? It's mm-hmm. stunning, and I think uh, Yoda. During that time, I don't know his perspective on what's happen, happening. Maybe you get some, you know, why why does he say in, in the prequels, you know, younger Jedi get a little arrogant, a little get a little getting a little too chuffed. Uh-huh. Why, why does Yoda have that thought? What's 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 the one to one? Is it the students? Is he now teaching some kids? We're talking back. I don't know. But again, it's not just it's not the the, the plot. It's, it's it's what it means. That's good. Corlin uh, Voss is a great example of mm-hmm. if not just hey. We know he survived, but how? That'd be interesting. Um, but but what was going through a, a, a wild and free Jedi's mind during that time? Yeah, That's the
0: kind of stuff I look for. Yeah. You know, I think I'd be really interested in continuing the story that was started building up to the Clone Wars of where are the Jedi in the Republic starting to get too locked in their ways and how is that yeah. causing them to fail? And I think what was so great about Tales of mm-hmm. the Jedi is seeing... Uh, that Duku and Qui Gon and Yaddle were all accurately perceiving issues. Yes. Duku responded to them with very poor choices. Yes. <laughs> a yes. horrible evil. Uh, Yaddle died. Qui Gon died. So, what are the figures who might continue to wrestle with this isn't right, and how can we contrast that with like, mm. it, like a, a little adventure of Mace or Kiady in particular that show oh, right. how they're they're well intentioned. But they are way too locked in their ways. In, like, in particular, like even the logic that that I think is there. Maybe I headcanon a little bit of justifying the Clone Wars as at the beginning is its defense. The yeah. Separatists are attacking, mm-hmm. and it is our job to defend the Republic. We don't mm-hmm. want to be a military, but they raised a military. Okay. This is still within Jedi purview. It's defense. Yeah. But then, suddenly, div- the, the best defense becomes offense, mm-hmm. and by the time we get to the Pong Krell arc, uh, they're just an invading a sovereign world. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and seeing the, the contrasting Jedi perspectives on rationalizing that, it touched on very lightly in the Clone Wars, mm. you could go deep with Illuminari unduly. you could show the breaking of Barriss Offi. Uh, in in oh, more that's detail, a great like oh, little, a little one. Like, what mission? Like, what mission were her, were, yeah. were Barris and Luminar on where she was like, yeah, yeah, this is so not right that, like, Dooku, I, she's right that it's not right, yeah. but it's not right what she does to make it right.
5: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, uh, that's a great thought there. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, there's uh, things around those characters. I, 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 there's, there's one that I think got, and he, I, I think Dave even acknowledged that he's, like, I knew, unfortunately, it wasn't going to have a ton of her in season seven. That's Padme. Ooh. And, and could you explore some of that? Now, I think, now, as we know, the six episodes, three Dooku, three Ahsoka, clearly intertwined, c- clearly played with each other in terms of themes. So I'm trying to pair <laughs> characters to my head. Right. Padme and Kiati. Why does Kiati uh, you know, it turns out I should have listened to Padme. Uh, be good. Um uh, young Boba Fett's a, an interesting character, too. Get Daniel Logan to come back in and explore some of that. But, again, it's all up, yeah. to,
0: the, all up to Dave. Pong Krell <laughs> and Dexter Jetster. There we go. <laughs> not, not Dexter, not technically a Jedi. A, a, a chef, uh, a Jedi chef, perhaps he is. Uh, I also, this is my last thought on Tales of the Jedi, because we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. Because the Mandoverse is clearly setting up the state of the galaxy for the sequels mm-hmm. again I don't think it's fixing the sequels mm-hmm. I think it's doing exactly what the Clone Wars did for the prequels is building out the, the world mm-hmm. and the characters and the reasons it happened it is intriguing to me that Filoni's mindset is looking forward to the sequels so he might be in the head, head space to go I want to show you Luke's mindset when mm-hmm. he decided to take Ben on as a student you know, it, it makes a little bit more sense to me since that is, Filoni is right now in in yeah. the mode of showing you the the building blocks to get us to the sequel trilogy.
5: I, I love that you said that because, um, again, it's not that Dave doesn't have the big picture and that he doesn't love all of Star Wars. But, he, you know, as a creator, he's focused in on, on, on not just characters he created, but just timelines that he's worked in, what he's interested in explaining and that stuff. But he's got the big picture in mind. But he has touched Luke Skywalker. Right. It's been very much a part of what he's done. And writing that stuff in uh, the Book of Boba Fett episode, clearly he spent some time in Luke's head. Mm -hmm. And that. So there's a distinct possibility. Who knows? Maybe we'll even get that Ahsoka-Luke campfire conversation.
0: (laughs) You know, that's actually the very perfect place to do it. The the 15-minute straight campfire conversation. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. We're going to keep moving (laughs) on.
2: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home.
4: Go to com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: On, uh, we're going to go into some Kathleen Kennedy bouillabaisse. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're just uh, pulling bits and pieces of things that she said. And also just kind of, uh, I feel like the news, the big picture news is for me is on the panel, she was very direct. Mm-hmm. She, she announced the films um, mm-hmm. and, and that was that. she has uh, you know there was a press line after mm-hmm. that panel mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the quotes that are dribbling out in articles
4: mm-hmm.
0: are from different conversations on that on that press line. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a through line to the ones that I've quickly read of her being very direct. Mm-hmm. Not just saying we'll see. Like uh, about Taika Waititi's movie, uh, I'm paraphrasing from a yeah. thing I read quickly, saying he's still working on it. He's taking his time. He he wants to work on it himself. He's mm-hmm. very protective of it. That's a lot more detail. She even mm-hmm. said about Ryan Johnson, like, I'd love it. He's really busy. He's making this. He's making that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, she's She was very clear on Obi-Wan of, we're really interested in it, but straight up, not an active development period. Right. Um, not not playing coy, not being mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll talk about the crawl quote. She told somebody somebody asked if the mm-hmm. new Jedi Order movie with Ray would have the crawl, and she said the the crawls uh, are for movies. The movies will have crawls. Yeah, that's also mm, normally it would be coy. Yeah. So I want to talk about the the big picture. Um, how how are you feeling about? Do you think it's a new tone or do you think I'm overstating it?
5: I I think it's a new tone. And and that's uh, I think both both you and I are trying to responsibly speculate and read into the tea leaves. (laughs) Uh, You you said off air, Kathy unleashed. And uh, I don't think that's incorrect at all. Uh, And and, and again, you, you stated we'll highlight again. I have not seen the IGN interview that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Just, I've, it, it's been talked about at every party I've been at. It's been talked <laughs> about uh, on the panel floor. And you and I have seen tweets. So we're, we're kind of collecting. And who knows, maybe we will do a, a fuller, deeper dive on, on Kathleen Kennedy at Celebration 2023. But you and I sitting in that panel on Friday, I just kind of had that thought. I was like, what if she? What if she's not here? Like, what if she doesn't want to make the trip to London? A lot, a lot of people didn't. Uh, and she not only showed up, she was on that studio showcase panel the entire time. and Like literally physically didn't leave the stage. Did not leave the stage. And getting some intel from that later, uh, ho- hotel lobby parties are great because a lot of people, myself included, have a little bit of looser lips with the alcohol flow. <laughs> uh, I did hear uh, from someone um, one degree removed from it. She, she, that was her decision. Mm-hmm. And, and the host uh, of the event was like, she didn't leave. And she wanted to be up there. The decision was made for her to be up there. And I take that as a visual response. Yep. I'm Kathleen Kennedy. I'm here. I got to do my job. You're not all going to like it, but I'm here. I got a great pair of sneakers on. And Rick <laughs> Femme, uh, from, yeah, looked liked it when he came out. Uh, but I'm in charge. And, and, and I think that set the tone for what I'm not surprised. I was not surprised to get these little bits of, of quotes from her. It yeah. seemed a little bit more like, no, 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 let me tell you. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it it was really powerful, yeah. And, and we are lucky to hear from, you know, people who are on the press line mm-hmm. without, you know, spoiling mm-hmm. any confidence of any specifics. The impression that was communicated to me was like that that was her air mm-hmm. in the line, that it was an evasion. It was like, what question you got? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the really straight answer. And if you push a little bit, I'm going to, yeah. G- give you an even straighter answer, and that that's going to be that. Yeah. Um, and to me, my, my speculation, and it is total speculation, uh, mm-hmm. but reading the tea leaves, is that this might be in relation to a, a transition of Bob's. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's a transition of Bob's. One's going out and one's coming back.
0: Bye, yep. Bob. Hi, Bob. Bye, mm-hmm. Bob. Hi, Bob. <laughs> um Bob Chapik, to me, uh, a part of the uh, struggles of his tenure yeah. Is, yeah. is wanting to keep things quiet, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't want to engage with uh, the choices of the current Florida governor in a way that Disney normally did. Yes. When, when yes. Iger was in charge, I could just go, nope, we're, we can't support that, or we're mm-hmm. going to put out a statement. And that's actually what caused a lot of this is... Mm-hmm. Chapic just made at first he didn't say anything, and then it upset people. And yeah. then he said kind of a half thing, and that upset, upset people, people anyway. Yeah. And since Iger has been back, it's been Bob unleashed, where mm-hmm. he has been much more direct about this is this is what's not working. This is what we're not going to do. Hey, we may or may not uh, buy Hulu. or We might sell it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I just got up. I, I only <laughs> had my first cup of coffee and Bob hasn't decided if he's going to buy Hulu yet. Like there's an energy to it. Yeah. There's still a choice in what is being communicated. It's not like they're just yeah. like loose lips. Yeah. But it's a communication style choice mm-hmm. that is directly opposed to what Chapik was doing. Mm-hmm. And the way Iger has been speaking is exactly aligned with the way Kathleen Kennedy has been speaking this weekend. Uh, so it seems yeah. to me like maybe it is a choice to say... It's okay. Let's let's be more direct. Let's be more honest. Let's be more firm.
5: Yeah, uh, the, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy sits down and watches YouTube videos. No. Uh, but there are people that are paid to monitor that kind of stuff. There are people that pay to analyze this stuff. I, I have a friend who has that, that job for another company. Um, and, and sometimes it's just to see. It's not just to see, well, what are they saying? It's not like Fabric going, we got a report card every week after an episode. <laughs> it's what, as a company, uh, what are we saying? So, um uh, enough red-eyed thumbnail photos. Uh, that that's actually one thing. But more reporter types coming out with stories. Well, she's going to get fired if this movie doesn't get made, and this, that you know, and that all might be true. But I, I just think, I think there's a little bit of fighting back, a little bit of going, hey 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 hey, stop this, stop this. We do have a plan. We do have this. And also, I'm not giving you everything. She didn't tell us. She, didn't, she wasn't like, yes, we have this. The uh, Ray's coming back. Uh, Damon Little left three months ago. And it, it's just like, no, this is going forward. This is what we got. Yeah. And, and that's why you and I think are aligned that the, the announcement on, on Friday, the showcase panel, was a confident announcement. Mm-hmm. Yes, things will happen. I talked about this with some of our fans last night at the bar or at the pub. Excuse me. Wrong country. <laughs> Uh, things still might not happen. James Mangold's movie might, who knows? That's the way it works. That's the way it works. One day it falls apart. You'd never know, but the the announcement seems confident. Those sneakers were confident. I think (laughs) Ethan Kennedy is here. Flew to London to, uh, you know, where they come a lot because Pinewood's here. Flew to London to be like, all right, we, we, we we're setting some records straight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There, there was one thing that I can't remember if it was—I read it or I was told it in a pub, so I'm not <laughs> going to say it in case it actually hasn't been published yet, but it was uh, Kathleen Kennedy saying, hey, that that thing that you're asking me about that has been made a big deal, the press made it a big deal. Oh, I didn't. yeah, the Feige movie. The Feige movie. Is, this, is yes. it public?
5: I, I do believe it is because someone else said. Uh, I think it. Uh, I think it was. Uh, it was. It was in the IGN interview. One of them. And again, we apologize, listeners. We're not joking. It, 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 there's a lot going on. You get overwhelmed. Like, um, seriously, we have
0: slept yeah. maybe a total of about twelve <laughs> hours the last yeah. four days. It, yes, yeah. it's, it's beautiful, but it is hard to keep up.
5: Yeah. So yes, it was. It was related to that. That the the, the Feige film might again totally paraphrasing. Thank you feel wasn't going to happen the press made that up is what was communicated to us
0: yeah yeah it, so, so that's important to me because it feels like if there's going to be this much scrutiny mm-hmm. of the normal development process because mm-hmm. it's Star Wars but we, we see that snowballing this is reported now everybody kind of believes it's true that mm-hmm. there's going to be more pushback, but more controlling of the narrative. Yes. And I feel like that's what's, what's great about the communication from mm-hmm. Iger and Kathleen Kennedy, is that I think it's sort of a traditional communication is don't say anything until you know it. Yeah. Uh, e- evade and be cheeky and fun. Mm-hmm. And I think what's different about the tone is, if the answer is we don't know yet, we're going to say we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. If it's been overblown in the papers, we're going to say y- you overblew it. Yeah. If we know, we're going to say it, and we're going to put our whole backs into it.
5: Yeah. I, I think as we're in this era of, um, obviously, everything's changed. Everything's changed for 10 years in the way movies are covered. But uh, I, I cite a lot that, you know, look at what James Gunn does in D.C. I'm not here to defend everything he's ever tweeted, uh, or and especially in the last year. But he's got that, like, fine, I'm out there. You got a dumb story? I'm going to tell you that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at, especially with you have so many folks out there with podcasts and YouTube channels and and official trades or unofficial trades who weaponize this news. It's something you and I have thought of, talked and and, and discussed a lot this weekend. If you're going to weaponize the news, then we might have to fight back. Mm -hmm. I got a lightsaber. I don't want to use it. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and and I think that's kind of where we're at. And I'm actually, I can't wait to sit down. Maybe I'll do it tonight. A A little calmer night. Yeah. tonight I'll sit down and, and watch that interview
0: yeah we'll we'll do some scrolling yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's great I think uh, we should continue to celebrate the movie news and clarity on different things is what we've been asking for I think as Star Wars fans yeah forever and it, I think it is an acknowledgement that there have been some hiccups in on the movie side mm-hmm. and it's uh, really like we got the reins we're moving forward let's go yeah beautiful yeah I do want to touch quickly on the the crawl thing oh, we've talked about the crawls over the years and kind mm. of their importance to the movies both in terms of the mood but also mm. in making sure that you know your aunt that you take to rogue one knows that's not gin uh, <laughs> helping people out a little bit of like uh, how old? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, is, why is Maul there? Uh, the the <laughs> crawls aren't going to do everything for that, but there is mood and there is context, even yes. for hardcore yes. Star Wars fans. Right? Every once in a while, you have to go. That like, oh yeah, yeah. who's alive? Is, is, how old is Obi One now? Like, yeah, is, is Han a baby or is he dead? Why? Where are we? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a beauty of the timeline. So there's the mood setting power of the crawls, yeah. but there's also that getting us. Uh, uh, clear on on where we are and what's at stake in the timeline how do you feel about the idea that The Crawls will be back for every film
5: I I love it on so many levels I'll start with the best level Uh, before we left the day I was uh, packing for London I put on uh, Revenge of the Sith and do you know what I did as I was packing I read The Crawl out loud in, 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 in that in that faux British announcer <laughs> voice, uh, there are heroes on both sides. That's part of the fun, right? And, and I is everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> war indeed. So I love that. And uh, I, we've talked about the solo one. In fact, I, I feel as so though I'm just uh, stealing from people in Discord because I've, I've been reading y'all. I've been I've been going in the Discord to get see what I've missed, hear reactions, and uh, there's been two comments. Well, you know about uh, about that, but. Um, one of them was like, well, I, my follow-up to her would be, does Solo count as a crawl? Uh, you know, is it a full crawl? I, from her tone, it seems like it's a full crawl. But even something Solo, I think I've highlighted it before here. Others in Discord highlighted, highlighted. House of the Dragon did a great crawl, in a way, to really say, we know not every one of you has read a Song of Ice and Fire. Not every one of you has read the World of Ice and Fire books. So we're going to tell you where House of Dragon is, and it ends with the words being highlighted 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. And and it was artsy. It was it, it fit the vibe, but it also served a wonderful purpose because that's you're right. Ray or Jin? Who are, who is that? <laughs> I, you know, we all, all if you've listened, in, if you're listening to this podcast, you've all had those conversations with friends. I thought Darth Maul died. That was a conversation everyone had in 2018 <laughs> at a party. I really thought he died. So uh, I think it's exciting and it's fun, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, the the crawl is solo, it does have a crawl in a way. It has it has text, right? Yes, but it yeah. could have been a larger crawl, and, and I know the crawl wouldn't say, "and and hey guys." Here's a timeline of Darth Maul. Here's the exact date, yes. you know, uh, BBY that he got his spider legs. Like, maybe yeah. that wouldn't yeah. have helped with that. But I think uh, with <laughs> the emphasis on timeline
5: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. in the movies, and that's the value of where we're going—way, way, way back here. Right. What is the state of society? What is the state of technology? What is going mm-hmm. on in the galaxy? Is it is it a time of chaos in the the, um, the yeah. not the discovery of the Force, but I guess the sort of um, unifying of forced believers. Mm-hmm. Is that a response to what's going on in the galaxy? Yeah. You know, that the crawls really help with things like that. Uh if somebody has not watched every episode of every season of the Mandoverse mm-hmm. when Filoni's movie comes out, I'm sure that's gonna be constructed to be like you can just watch this movie. Yeah. And the crawl will will set you up. Yeah. Um I think that there's also a real awareness to how do we make the movies feel different, bigger, unique, special mm-hmm. than the television shows. Yes. And now Disney Plus really has its tradition of, mm-hmm. ooh, whose helmet or face right, is right. in this little teaser, and, and that m- that music is going to grow and grow and become iconic mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. of, of its time. Yeah. And so they have the crawl be like, but this is a movie. Mm-hmm. When that crawl hits the screen... You're at a Star Wars film, yeah, yeah. And look, I love the Solo one. When I've talked about
5: this connection to Willow and Ron Howard, it's the same crawl from Willow. That vibe, uh, that worked for me. But the Rogue One, Rogue One, I, I missed it. And I would say I think Bob was a little bit more angry, pounding on the the collider table back in the <laughs> day. Give me, give me the crawl. Uh, but that's the thing the Solo, the, the Solo and Rogue One of it all, the the a, a Star Wars story kind of experiment. I, I think it's. It's okay to say not all aspects of it work, including the marketing or, or, or getting the context out there. And guess what? They might have learned from that. And that's what you want as artists. How many times have I put a podcast out and then changed my mind and go, I, that's not the style. I'm going to tweak my style. And that didn't hit. That didn't work. So if they're doing that as a company, that uh, that's a good thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, go ahead. No, when we write a transition, I want to throw a curveball story
0: at you that I read just this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got one more thought, and then please, curveball me. <laughs> My other thought is, I, I, I don't know that it will necessarily play out in every movie. I think um, mm. Star Wars is wide and diverse, and its tone should be wide and diverse. But I don't ever want to forget that the crawl is a part of the legacy of adventure serial. Yeah, yes, nays. yes, 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 yes. Space fantasy serial adventure. It, that crawl is mm-hmm. like a map at the beginning of an 800-page fantasy book of where the little hobbit guy is going to walk. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a part of the genre, and it yes. is a statement, and it doesn't mean that maybe one of these movies is going to be mm-hmm. you know grounded and it, like like Andor. But think think of an opening crawl at the beginning of Andor that reminds you, it's still that same galaxy, it's still that same pulpy weird place. Yeah. because that's what The Crawl is. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. It's a great point. All right, curveball
5: me. Okay. Uh, just reg- coming out of the Kathleen Kennedy stuff and being a little bit more open and honest or making sure all of us as Star Wars fans kind of seek out the the actual stories or seek out, it's fun to speculate, all the kind of stuff we talk about. Uh, there was a quote from Dave Filoni, probably from a press line, where someone asked him, about his movie being an Avengers-style kind of film with all the characters meeting the manaverse meeting up for this big story, and he said, "I would not exactly say it's that." Mm. And he said, "Some yes, people will be there, but I don't think it's accurate to say that." Uh, paraphrasing a little bit there. That's a that was a great little bit of information because, and uh, for me, uh, that that makes me even more excited for the film. That again. It is story first versus a checkbox. And I'm not, by the way, not saying that's what Marvel did with Avengers. Uh, I want to make that clear. Or any other films where all the characters come together. But we, we kind of look at things so black and white, binary, uh, you know, Marvel, Star Wars. Ve- oh, it's an Avengers kind of thing. And him being just like, I, uh, I didn't say that. Who nope. said that? No one has said that here. Uh, that was a great bit of information I saw just this
0: morning. Yeah, and, and no one has said the main character of his film is Din or yeah. Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Um, we've I've made six seasons of the movies joke about Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. also like, hey, Dave's directing, but mm. I would imagine Favreau maybe wants to have a hand in some yeah some of the Din storytelling. So I still think it's even a possibility. Like the main characters of this film mm. are from the film. Yeah, and yeah, uh, ah- 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 Ahsoka's there. You know, Luke's baby J- Jedi Order could be involved. Yeah. Uh, Din could be there. Uh, I don't know why I'm fascinated with the Boba Fett and Zeb ending <laughs> up together. Um, I, think that, I think it'd be great. But it, I think it's really great to enjoy what we don't know. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm really glad that Floni is saying like, don't start to yeah have this thing that you build up for years and years and years. This movie could come out in 2030. Really? No. Good. Yeah. Don't build up for years the expectation that it's going to be the portal scene from Avengers. Yeah, want that, expect that, and then be upset because it's not. Yeah,
5: they said cinematic climactic event. Yeah, they said end game.
0: What does that mean yeah. to them, not just us? Yeah. Anyways, curveball thrown. Curveball. All right, uh, we got two other topics we want to touch on. Uh, one is the uh, the Obi One panel that you and I attended uh, with our with mm. our partners, uh, Sarah mm. and Grace. Um, in as suspected. It was not a, a news panel. Mm-hmm. It was a okay, look back. Um, there was a lot about it that was great. We could do an hour on the panel. Yeah, um, I want to start with the kind of the the newsy part, and then maybe talk about our feelings. Love it, <laughs> love it. So the newsy part is that there's not news, but there was a, a full circle journey from Mister Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has given so many interviews where he talked about not being able to talk about doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that became a TV show. And he's made the joke of, like, I didn't I didn't want to keep talking about it and be like, I'm out here stumping for a job. Yeah, yeah. He closes this panel by saying, it was so great. I bet you'd all like to see another one. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to see another one? And everybody applauded, and I think some people thought, like, and here comes the announcement. Yeah. And then the host was like, well, thanks. Next, bye. bye. It was not an announcement. <laughs> it was Ewan McGregor. Going, I, I want this. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy's on a press line saying, uh, "We'd love to." It is not in active development. We, yeah. Did you see all the things we just announced? That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. It's not in active development. I yeah. don't think that's a cheeky. I'm lying to hide the announcement because there's mm-hmm. not an announcement. So to me, a, a picture was painted that Ewan McGregor wants to do it, and he's telling the fans, hey, "Yeah." Keep keep banging keep banging that Kenobi <laughs> drum because I want to say hello there again to you uh, and uh, and mm-hmm. it, it it's not yet a go picture mm-hmm. a go mm-hmm. TV series how do you feel about all that the dynamics of it
5: it's funny the way you say it's uh, coming full circle yeah and and in, there was a great moment in the panel we'll talk about the emotions of it but where, where he just said you know my Star Wars life is back and it's powerful. And you got a sense when he said it, and he's been open in some of the interview stuff, that, like, he he had it not turned us back on Star Wars or the fans, but just, like, a film films he, he had done, number one. It was part of his job, part of his life. But, number one, never thought he'd be able to come back. And, two, probably didn't think he'd ever want to, mm-hmm. especially with what was going on. He probably got tired uh, just as much as he got questions about, hey, would you ever be Obi-Wan again? He probably got some questions of uh, that were pretty bad. You know, a lot of people felt... They'd free reign to do that. I think that's my biggest problem with the Jake Lloyd stuff is is some of those questions when he was trying to be still part of Star Wars going to conventions. A lot of the questions were just a-holes poking. And I'm sure you wouldn't face it. So to hear him to be like, yeah, my Star Wars life is back and it's great. Uh, it was wonderful for him to be like. I, I, I'm not done yet. Could I play another character? Could I do something else or more Obi Wan? And if he thinks there's stories stories to tell, I think that's fascinating. But I do again appreciate Kathleen Kennedy's honesty. Uh, that's why I think we we went to that panel knowing that she had said, Nah, we we t- we'd love to we love to do it. Not not on our writer's screen right now. Yeah.
0: So good. stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm very. I wanted a second season of Obi Wan. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it before. I think he. I think this would be lovely. But mm-hmm. I think it is set up for a journey of, as Qui-Gon said to him, you know, we've mm-hmm. got a long way to go, and uh, it would be fascinated, you know, you f- need to find a way to have it be an external conflict as well, Yeah. but to have it be like, okay, I, I need to fully come to peace, I need to find my my new direction mm-hmm. as a Jedi, um, I-, I would love, 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 love to see Ewan McGregor get to sink his teeth into that. So I want mm-hmm. it to happen. Uh, but let's just talk about the emotions of it because it was a real look back- mm-hmm. um, There were some just great, straightforward questions about the process, the choices, but to me, it was really the back half of the panel mm-hmm. that was powerful. uh e- Each of the the people involved were asked to share their favorite scene, yeah. and then the scenes were played on that big screen. yeah, and I think it 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 was powerful on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, it pulled a little bit more out of everybody. Is is interviewees yeah. Yeah. to talk about why those scenes were their favorite, mm-hmm. and I think it was really powerful to just see that on a big screen. Yeah, because I I love the show. A couple little quibbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quibbles are much stronger for other people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, enjoyment breaking quibbles. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that for me that I just kind of wrestled with is like, this feels huge. This feels like a chapter of the Skywalker saga. It feels yeah. a little small on my television screen. Yeah. So it was powerful to see it on a big screen mm. in front of an mm. audience. And mm-hmm. it was interesting to see how it changed the d- dynamic. Mm-hmm. Did it change the dynamic of you for you? Um, added to it, changed it to go.
5: Look at it. They showed the. Uh Obi, they opened the panel with a, that little flashback, so to speak, of, of Obi Wan meditating and talk, trying to talk to Qui Gon as Vader is being rebuilt, and that scene of Vader marching out of his chamber, mm-hmm. right with the great and the music playing, and it felt so good and it felt big. Uh, I think you're right, but but the smaller moments felt just as big, right? Yeah. Each 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 person, like you said, showed their their favorite scene, and, and I think Deborah Chow chose to show the scene of Vader and Obi Wan, um, Vader marching through the the city there. Um, as Obi Wan sees him for the first time since Revenge of the Sith, yeah, and that there's a lot of Vader violence in that scene, and she had a great comment about it. Yeah, it Also, it's just you know, kind of cool to see Vader kick ass and yeah, murder people. Uh, <laughs> but um, that was great. But it was it was little scenes, and, and it just the, you're right, everyone got to kind of go in deeper to the emotions. The, this panel was emotional. We'll talk about that here in a second. But it was it was it really discussed themes, the why's, the emotions, and and that made the series. Feel even more relevant to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and they all the scenes were phenomenal. It was the the Vader as Michael Myers <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The walking walking down, you know, to torture people to bring Obi draw Obi Wan out and mm-hmm. Obi Wan see the horror of what Anakin had truly become. Yeah, extremely powerful. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Vivian uh, Lyra Blair, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've always said Vivian Lyra Blair, but I I
5: I thought Amy Raff, Radcliffe said Lyra. Lyra. <laughs> maybe 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 the whole time he'd been wrong. It wouldn't be the first in Star Wars. No, uh,
0: but that phenomenal little scene in Part Three about uh, where Leia asks, "Are you my real father?" and they really yeah. connect over over Obi Wan, basically saying. I'm I'm basically adopted too. My, yeah, the Jedi were my family. Uh, incredibly meaningful. The the delivery on uh, I I think I had a brother. Mm-hmm. You know it, I, that scene is it, it's so small and so lovely, but so powerful and yeah. echoes out in so many ways. That was that was like kind of probably the smallest, most intimate. Because then we saw some fight scenes. We saw the amazing. Yeah, uh, Obi Wan telling Leia the, the gifts she had received from her parents. Uh, oh God! Okay. But uh, it, it was powerful to see them. I don't know. It, it, it was it was nice to see even the small moments feel larger than life mm. on a big screen. Yeah, and see hear people cheer and applaud and uh and sniffle <laughs> uh, a lot of it yeah it w- was really powerful
5: yeah no uh this was a fun panel to attend uh grace got to attend it and she's uh, never been to a convention properly before she's been uh, when we were all part of Collider, she went to a WonderCon, but it was like we went straight to the panel and then went straight to a bar, and mm-hmm. everyone went home. She's never attended a convention. She wanted to get to this panel. We were blessed to have Sarah win a lottery and be mm-hmm. able to plus one Grace in, and uh, we we sat next to them. And 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 Hayden is everything to her. Obi, you and Obi Wan is everything to her. She's a prequel kid, so I, I started to pick up on her emotions. She had so much fun. But man, I, I I've had this con- I had this conversation several times yesterday. Um, that opening, I started to cry, and it wouldn't be the first time I've cried in Star Wars. But surprisingly, like they they sh- the panel hadn't even officially begun, and they showed the the Obi Wan reaching out to Qui Gon, and Darth Vader. And I just started to cry because I was like, I can't believe we got this. Mm-hmm. And yes. There's little quibbles there. Uh, uh, yes, the, the, the speeder does not look good. All right? The TK-47 speeder does not look good. All right, there's things here and there. Totally got it. I feel it, too. You out there might feel it more. It's just a set, The story-breaking quibbles. would you say? Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to cry, and I thought, oh, here I go again. I'm just having an emotional Star Wars day. And and, and by the end, when, when you and his favorite scene was was the telling Leia you, you have the traits of your mother and, and father, I was crying. I talked to uh, our, our listeners again, Ilka, uh, Mark Knope, uh, and our buddy Alden Diaz was was there. And, we t- and all of them had the same reaction. The guy started crying the moment the panel started <laughs> and cried all the way through it. And I, and I think it's because this series, for all the things that it, um, you know— uh, yeah, you know, the, 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 so they had a the first lightsaber fight was on an oil refinery out in, you know, Riverside, California. I don't know where they <laughs> shot it. Uh, well, I do know some of the places where they shot it in Pacoima. And it's not and I, I, I yes, all those critiques are great. But, man, if you can push past that and connect with what they're telling as artists, we got we got some of the best moments, I think, in recent stars. And, and I'll put about there in all of Star Wars. Uh, um, and I think that the panel reached in and pulled that out. And mm-hmm. pulled it out. Every uh, Hayden up there, uh, Vivian, uh, Deborah Chow, Hugh McGregor, Indira Varma, all talked about the why, mm-hmm. and the why is what what brings us back. And so I think that's what it made the panel so emotional. It was really a special thing, but completely unexpected. Yeah, I expected to cheer. I like you, Hayden too. And he, Hayden, is emotional. Hayden almost cried on the Star Wars live stage yeah. yesterday. Uh, and this cast, even though Indira's character, uh, Tala, is, is, is no longer with us. But may, who knows? She can come back, right? Uh, <laughs> from an explosion. Um, that cast, it seemed, the, the emotions were strong with them as well, which is yeah. why I want a second season. And, you know, my, when, here's a thought I have, too, and I'll pa- pass the armor hammer back to you. <laughs> a second season, I don't know if it needs Vader. But I do want something more, because I think Hayden's got a lot of story to tell with Vader. I'm now more than ever open to the idea of a Disney Plus Vader series, which I wouldn't have. I would be like, "We got the comics, the great Charles Soule stuff. Vader's had his time. I, I'd, I'd be a little bit on that side." But when you hear Hayden talk about Vader, he's plugged into a, some big things going on inside the head of Anakin, Anakin that I would love to see him explore in a series.
0: He is so sweet, so sincere, and mm-hmm. I think what, but what people have really seen for a long time but are so celebrating about his performance in the prequels and in Kenobi is there is this roiling intensity mm-hmm. boiling under this clearly thoughtful soft-spoken yeah, kind man mm-hmm. <laughs> you can sense like the, it, it's sometimes hard to kind of get him to go a little deeper Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Cuz he's 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 so grateful. He's so nice. He mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and there's sometimes like that we can get are we can get something from Hayden that he hasn't said before. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he just talked very briefly about the duality of Vader. And there was mm-hmm. like this intensity mm-hmm. the way he said it that I feel like He's out on his farm, whatever it is. Somebody at one point said it was a llama farm. Llama <laughs> farm, I think. I'm, yeah, I'm a of hidden Christian out there. I don't, I don't know how you farm llamas. I don't know petting a llama <laughs> and stewing about Vader. Yeah, thinking about Vader. So I'm yes. with you. I would love a, I would love a Kenobi Vader season. Yeah. Some people, some people might not like this at all. My thing is, I don't need them to see them go head to head again. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it. It's a parallel. Yes. They're, they're both going on on journeys. And their journeys are highlighting one another, and it's almost like they, yes. they thematically intertwine. Maybe it's even about Vader wanting to mm-hmm. find a way to to move around Palpatine and and continue the search for Kenobi. You know? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'd be really interested about in something like that.
5: It, it, it would be based around the the, the Qui Gon's line. What's the line? There's there's much farther to go. Um, yeah. Uh, but also with Vader. Yeah. Almost the Palpatine's like, there's much far, much more far for you to go to be a Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I know they are wrestled with in the comics. Yeah. Yes, totally, totally. But anyways. Uh, yeah.
0: I'll try to keep this uh, short, but there was so much in the, the panel of that movie. I'm, I'm not going to keep it short. I will try to keep it <laughs> reasonable. Um, one of my uh, critiques of the show is I think it, it shows that it was adapted from a three-act structure film. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. plot-wise, I think part four is a little janky structurally. hmm And I mm-hmm. really, really felt that uh, when I sat down and watched the whole thing. Right. yeah. So, that, yeah. hey, that's a criticism. In its opinion, totally fine if, if part four is somebody's favorite or, or somebody mm-hmm. else who has a different structural argument and sees it in a different way and disagrees with me, fine. Mm-hmm. I, I'm expressing an opinion, not a fact. Um, but Indira Varma picked a scene from... Part four is her favorite scene. Mm -hmm. And it was an amazing thing that happened. Uh, I I think because Moses Ingram wasn't there. There there was a shout out to her Mm -hmm. and three rounds of applause for her. Yeah. But they didn't talk a lot about Reva or Reva's arc in the show. Yeah. Uh, But Indira Varma talked about why that scene mattered to her. And there's a moment where Mm -hmm. right before Reva spoke, I remember like, oh, yeah, she's got that great line delivery on this. Mm-hmm. And it's the line where, unless, of course, you're lying, mm-hmm. where lying floats away like a child lost a balloon <laughs> and it's so threatening and creepy. Yeah. And Riva has amazing delivery throughout. And For me, it was just one of those nice moments of like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm always going to agree with myself that structurally mm. part four is a little janky. Mm-hmm. But what are the joys in it? Yeah, and that scene was about. Oh, the next time I watch this, I'm going to watch this entire episode, and and it's going to be about uh, Indira Varma's character for me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to appreciate it more. Yeah, it, so that scene was powerful. Yeah. Um, the the scene always breaks me, but it was it was in a different way. The way everybody structured their favorite um, scenes was was a little bit chronological. mm Hmm. And I believe we did end with the Obi-Wan and Leia yes. departing yes. scene and saying goodbye. That scene always breaks me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something different about it. I don't know if it was being in the room. I don't know if it was mm. being with you and Sarah and, and mm-hmm. Grace, mm-hmm. seeing it on the big screen, seeing it with the actors there. Um it, it 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 was like I was ripped open in a good way <laughs> uh, that the, like yeah, uh, yeah. copious rolling tears mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I I was talking with Sarah a little bit about what's so powerful about it I think I think it's this exchange of gifts between Leia and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Leia has wanted to know a little something she doesn't need she doesn't need to know everything right, right. she ends right. the scene by saying that's good that's all I need to know but Obi-Wan's giving her this gift Mm. and I so feel like Leia's also giving him a gift by by being there to receive his eulogy for his friends yeah and saying they're gone I didn't save them I couldn't save them but I need to let that go and I need to celebrate them right yeah yeah and then I think for me it's also just like you know what what. It's sometimes hard to pinpoint when a scene makes you cry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that whole scene is lovely. Her joke about you should take a nap and his yeah. his perfect his laugh. uncle laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A funny joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's the moment where he goes in and he's like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Something yeah. Wrong, or Princess Leia or God. And her theme hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, here we go. The moment is happening. Oh, I've been I've been ripped open because <laughs> uh, it's about us as the audience too, right? Yeah. Leia is yeah. one of the original characters. Mm-hmm. We've got to go on the journey, and Leia helped save the galaxy multiple times. Yeah, and one of the reasons she was able to do that is because of this generational tale that she yeah. is of her mother and father, and that she has the gifts mm-hmm. of her biological mother and father as well as her her her, 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 her you know mother and father. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of Bale and Brea. Mm-hmm. So it's so about them, but I think it's also just like a tribute to the journey that Star Wars fans have gone on in the benefit of this long generational tale. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it all kind of not coming
5: to a head because there's more to tell, I think. But yeah. 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 End of a journey for, for a lot of us. Uh, no, it's powerful. Um, I think we'd be remiss to not mention just how wonderful uh, Vivian Lear Blair was on, on the panel. Everyone tweeting like she's. More articulate and more 30-year-olds. More and it's true. And, and I think sometimes it's often the case with, with uh, young actors. They're a little bit—that's uh, part of the gift. That's part of their, their, their skill set. Um, so without a doubt, I, I, I wasn't surprised at how great she was on the panel. But also at the same time, I left out of there going, you have about a two- or three-year window that you need to cast her as young Leia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and a young, young Leia saves the day, Disney Plus series, that you have this window before Princess of Alderaan and and here uh without, that I I think you have just uh, 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 she really got laughed that was clear on the show mm-hmm. it was even more clear on the panel yeah that that this that this youngster um Embodies so much of the spirit, which is what Deborah Chow talked about. We weren't looking for who can do a Carrie Fisher impersonation. We don't want that. We yeah. don't want that. Who can who can catch the spirit of Leia and Carrie Fisher? Mm-hmm. That was it. Was a weird, weird uh, very specific point that they made. Not weird, very specific. Uh, of uh, it wasn't just who who can we cast as Leia? Who can we cast as young Carrie Fisher? And and, and that was the testament to Carrie's power in that role we know but um, and I think I think they nailed it obviously but uh, it's great.
0: yeah it was hugely powerful obviously she's an incredibly intelligent mm. uh, person uh, it, and somebody who clearly knows, like, okay, this is the job, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try yeah. to be good at paneling because that's a part of the that's job. Part of right? the job. Uh, and she's a young person learning, and I'm sure she's been told this is a part of the job. And like, all yeah. right, well, I'll knock it out of the park. But there is still some just natural humor in, like, yeah. Is, uh, is this a 13 going on 30 Friday thing? Is it, <laughs> yeah. did, 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 Is you know, is 30 year old Jennifer Garner in her? Yeah, party, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. like yeah. It was yeah. great. It was great. Yeah, really, really impressive, and, and really great to see the vibe between yeah. her and, and, and Ewan. Uh, people probably didn't get to see, because I think it was before the, the, I don't know if it was streamed. Anyway, uh, in, in the pre-show, everyone who was dressed as Obi-Wan was uh, yeah. invited onto the stage. There's a bunch of, uh, uh, Obi-Wans. And then Ewan McGregor popped out and surprised them. Yeah. And I'm sure all of them were turning and thinking of that meme <laughs> that goes around from the Graham Norton show where Ewan, you know, tells that story, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Where he uh, he he traces down a, a driver to yell at them and says he sees in their eyes them realizing that's Evan Oby <laughs> uh, Yeah, and and I'm sure everybody's seen the pictures. Clearly, Ewan's working on on something because some, he got the big mustache and the kind of the hair standing yeah, up. Yeah. He looks like he is playing like a, a some a weird steampunk mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. who invented you know, yeah. a hot balloon made out of. Iron, I yeah. don't know. It's, uh, I yeah, can't wait to exactly. see. I thought he was like a nineteen twenties villain, vaudeville villain, villain. Yeah. vaudeville villain. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to maybe uh, sell us some special <laughs> tonics. Yes, uh, yes, you know, we'll yes. Fix yes. Everything. Uh, so that was really fun. Last thing I want to talk about, uh, just mentioned very briefly, uh, the the big climactic moment between uh, uh, Anakin, Vader, and Obi Wan was played, mm. and. I had joked that if there's no news in the Obi-Wan Kenobi panel, Mm -hmm. we'll just talk about Hayden and Ewan hugging. Because they're gonna. Yeah. But that played. It's raw. Everyone was into it. And it was like Hayden and Ewan couldn't let that stand. Couldn't see themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on screen. Yeah. Not being brothers anymore. And they both just popped up and hugged at the end of the clip <laughs> like they needed it. Yeah. It wasn't a, like we were both on a panel. We came out and hugged. It was like closure. Like, yeah, we can't leave that wound there, brother. No, Let's it's hug. A wound. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wound.
5: Yeah. No, that, was a that was beautiful. It was a wonderful panel.
0: Yeah. Wonderful panel. All right. We want to keep this short. Oh, we got literally 60 seconds to six six. talk about the yeah. announcement today from Bad Batch panel. We'll talk about it more. We watched the, the stream in our mm-hmm. hotel rooms in our, in our sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the big news, uh, season three is coming, and it is the final season. How do you feel?
5: I actually actually love that. I'd love Bad match to go five seasons, ten seasons. I don't care, but... I, I think it's important to know that number one, it's coming back and, and, and some fears that even you and I had, of maybe this is it. Uh, it's coming back. Um, and that they just, they know they have a chance to take the story home the way they want. That's important
0: for creators. It's important for shows. And, um, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm hugely excited to not have to wait for it. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a great, uh, rundown of the teaser trailer, uh, that, that was exclusive, but there's rundowns of it already public. Uh, so mm-hmm. on the star Wars.com site that you pointed out, written by Dan Brooks, mm-hmm. uh, that sounds like it's teeing up some great stuff we will dive into all the details of that uh, you know yeah. a, a little bit later but yeah I'm, I love the show so I'm thrilled that it has an ending it makes me very excited that there might be some closure on the story of the clones mm-hmm. it makes me hopeful that since they're really teasing not teasing really setting up Mount Tantis mm-hmm. a big cloning project that Palpatine wants mm-hmm. as I'm really hoping that that the clones can put a stop to a part of Palpatine's machinations yeah and to me, that would be like if, if there can be a big final conflict. The clones can get a win. The Bad Batch goes off and lives happily ever after. On Pabu, Rex and, and Gregor and Wolf go mm-hmm. off because they've won their battle. Yes, for now. Yes, that's what I'm. Uh, that's the closure that, that I would be uh, really interested in. Final mm-hmm. thought on on this is uh, for them to be showing teasers. Yeah, this has been this story about cloning. Has been locked and loaded for a long time, right? Which right. means to me there there is a possibility of good synergy mm, between mm-hmm. the the cloning story that Bad Batch has been telling, in the cloning story that is brewing in the Mandoverse. It makes me feel like there's there's plenty of time for those to have been uh, interconnected and working together.
5: Yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah, and you use the word interconnected. that's sometimes a dangerous word in Star Wars. I, I like the way you're using it here. That there be purpose to it. Leave room. Uh, it's thematic first, uh, and not a plot point checklist on, on how we get to Xigol. But I think I, I think there's uh, it just makes sense for Palpatine to, to be there, be interested, and that's part of the fun. Yeah, I said. yeah. And
0: Ian McDermott apparently. Back. At Back it again. Uh, that's what we got. Ken will discuss all this in more detail in, uh, well, the years to come. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: 2024, at least. So, well, yeah, that's it. That's our list, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's time to walk the floor for one final time and get one of those sandwiches I like and spend some time. I might get a figure. It's going to be great. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm,
5: <laughs> uh, if Ken doesn't buy himself one, I'm going <laughs> to. There we go. All right. That's our uh, uh, celebration. I don't even say wrap up, it's just uh, our third episode. Celebration We'll do some more details A lot more out there It's been great to meet you all Great to feel your support And those back home Or wherever you are On your couch Watching and, and posting Discord uh, It's been great fun So more on the way uh, If you're just kind of Discovering us You know uh, You might not know us So here's where you can find us We're on Twitter Force Center Pod, Instagram YouTube as well uh, New episode of uh, Figure Fights Coming out this week uh, All that kind of good stuff Head over there Merch available public.com Slash uh, User slash Center. We saw I think Brian One of our listeners with the Force Center Speculate Responsible shirt yesterday. Yeah. That was great. Uh, and as always, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center. Um, got a lot of good 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 talking in that bar last night, Joseph, after the show, that pub, uh, of, of the of the value of, of our community. And, and yes, it does come down to help. Hey, supporting the show and helping us grow and Patreon and all that kind of stuff. But uh, to see people uh, connect in our Discord and Andrew McNabb, Greer, Ilka, Mark, stand around going, yeah, we, 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 we've we had a great time connecting with each other. It goes beyond Star Wars. It goes beyond Force Center. and. And uh, that's the place to start uh, that journey if you want to get into that. It's uh, patreon.com slash force center. I'm Ken Napsuck. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. You know where to follow us. Uh, We got to go to the floor. We'll see you next time here in force center.